Well, hello and welcome, my friends, to another episode of the People Pleasers Anonymous podcast. And I am so excited to bring this episode to you today because I have my beautiful friend, Lauren Windsor, here with me today, my biz best friend, buddy, who we share another podcast with. You might have been tuning into our life lessons with Lisa and Lauren, but if you haven't, please go and check it out. A little plug for us both. But I've brought Lauren on today for the People Pleasers Anonymous podcast because she has this wealth of knowledge about decluttering. And one of the things that us people pleasers do is fill up our brains with all sorts of additional stuff that we just don't need to carry. So I'm going to pick Lauren's brain today about how she can help us beautiful people pleasers to kind of declutter our brains a little bit. But I just want to share with you, Lauren and I met um, oh, what would it be now, Lauren? 12 months ago? 18 months ago? Closer to 18 yeah, months. Yeah, 18 like, months ago. Excuse me. In a mastermind, in a business mastermind. And we connected. And after we finished that mastermind, we decided to hang out together and create a podcast. And while on that journey, we realized that we had so much in common that we just loved ca- catching up with, with each other. And bringing the podcast to life was has just been a little passion project of ours and we love hanging out on our Tuesdays and chatting about all the things that go on in life so I thought how perfect it would be to have Lauren here Lauren's actually on the other side of Australia so it is so cool that we can connect in this way through our zoom but obviously you're hearing this through audio so without further ado I'd like to welcome Lauren to the podcast Lauren tell us a little bit about what you do thank you Lisa and thank you so much for having me I'm honored that you are not sick of my company yet (laughs) never I could never be sick of your company (laughs) oh we never seem to run out of things to talk about so I'm very um, honored to be here on your own podcast that uh, you've amazingly done all on your own which is something that I just have not got in me <laughs> Ooh, I'll challenge you on that I reckon oh, you do yeah. have it in me <laughs> I'm sure if I wanted to it's just not in me yet <laughs> yes, I love that word not yet yes, that's right. everything is a yet um nothing is permanent and I suppose that that is kind of what I do it's acknowledging that nothing has to be permanent and we have a choice choice is everything to me and I think that's why you've got me here because people pleasers often don't feel like they have a choice but what I do in my business I'm Lauren Windsor decluttering and organizing coach so I work with mostly women who are strong and intelligent and independent amazing women who are struggling they feel overwhelmed they feel cluttered physically emotionally mentally cluttered there's just too much on their plates too many balls in the air too much too many too much yeah Mm. all the things and i help to try and simplify and what i've come to learn from my own experiences and through working with friends family and now clients is that there is not one way to do it right. There's not one way to declutter. There's not one way to organize. There's not one way to do anything. There are as many ways to do it as there are people who need it done. 
And my job is to help you figure out what is working and what is not working for you and to change your home, your calendar, your habits to support you. So we're going to change your environment rather than trying to change you to fit your environment. Oh, I love that. I love that because we're on the same page here. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. (laughs) You don't need fixing, but maybe your environment does. And that is what is impacting in your life, right? So you are a perfect guest to have on my podcast because, yes, because this whole weight that we carry, like this is a heavy load, right? This stuff that we have going on in our lives be it physical mental emotional clutter whatever it might be it's heavy right so tell me a little bit about how people pleasing shows up for the women that you work with Mm -hmm. how does it transpire in that situation yeah so again shows up differently for everyone but for the most part we as women tend to focus more on the people around us We focus on our kids, on our partners, aging parents. We focus on our work or our boss or our business or our clients. We focus on everyone but ourselves and what they need from us. And the last place that women think to tidy up or to beautify are the the places and the areas that mean the most to them and only to them. And I find that, that that's really, really telling. Because mm. if you think about your physical environment and the impact it has on your mental environment and vice versa, if the last place you think to tidy up is, you know, your bedside table or your wardrobe or your peace of mind, <laughs> mm. what is that saying about how you spend any part of your life? You're not taking care of yourself first. A hundred percent. That is such a beautiful reflection on the the two concepts, like decluttering your life, but it's also creating space in your life for you to enjoy some of the pleasures that you've just put on the back burner because you're so busy doing for everybody else and putting everybody else's needs first. I love that. I love that. And and I knew when we were because we've been talking you know on our podcast for for a while now and what have we got 30 plus episodes so we've had a lot to talk about and I knew the more I got to know what your business is is about I was like my tribe the ladies in the good girl rebellion and those following along with the people pleasers need to hear Lauren's take on how we can declutter our whole lives so this is perfect. This is perfect. How then, Lauren, how do you help someone who is dealing with all of that? How do you help them? What are your top tips for managing, you know, what's going on in your life, people pleasing, overwhelm, too much clutter? What do we do? What can we do? Oh, <laughs> I wish I had the perfect answer, but there is no perfect answer. <laughs> the first step I think for any of this, and you know this, Lisa, the first step is always acknowledging it and and or admitting it to yourself that maybe this isn't the best way to be dealing with things. That old oxygen mask analogy is always front of mind. If you are not taking care of yourself, if you don't put that oxygen mask on yourself first, you cannot help the people around you. If you're not caring for yourself, you're not going to be showing up as your best self and you're not going to be able to offer your best self. 
So if your priority is other people, okay, spin that around and make sure you are giving them as best you can. And that means making sure you get your best first. So that, yeah, that acknowledgement. And as far as the physical decluttering goes, I often get asked, you know, what's the best place to start? And again, no perfect answer, but if you're really not sure, your bedside table, the space where you sleep, Mm. make sure that you are looking after you. And that is a really simple place to start that only affects you. Get that that sorted and recognize for yourself that you are important. You are valuable and you are worth putting this work in. Perfect. Beautiful. And I love the simplicity of it there's that word simplicity and we'll talk more about that shortly um that starting with something really small and tangible like your bedside table is doable isn't it it's a nice little easy place to start with because basically it's only a most I guess most people's bedside tables is only a small space and it's something that can easily be made beautiful with just one or two features and then the rest of the stuff put away in some way that can be out of mind, out of sight, or at least moved or whatever, dealt with. So what a beautiful place to start. The simplicity of that is really nice. And yes, you're right, acknowledgement. That's what I teach as well. When we first notice that something isn't working for us, acknowledging whatever it is that's holding us back or creating an uncomfortable feeling or whatever it might be. When we acknowledge that, then we can do something about it, right? Because if we haven't acknowledged it, we're kind of like pretending it doesn't exist. So we're trying to do nothing. So I love that. And we, we do avoid acknowledging things because it's scary and it makes us feel bad about ourselves. So it's acknowledging it and letting you reminding yourself that it's okay like if your bedroom's a disaster that doesn't mean that you're a disaster but it's a great place to start to heal absolutely absolutely i love that it's not a reflection of you it is simply the environment in which you are in it's something use that as a tool to help you clear that space mentally as well yes beautiful i love that I love that. So now let's get a little bit personal here. <laughs> We're gonna roll back the covers a little oh, bit and expose <laughs> you. <laughs> Not literally, of course. But <laughs> metaphorically. Well, you said there's no video here, right? <laughs> no, no, no video. This is just audio. But if you want, no, just. No. <laughs> <laughs> and no, by the way, we're not sitting in sitting here in our underwear. No, we do have clothes on oh. <laughs> for this episode. Anyhow, trick here. No, what I wanted to ask you was that, and I know you you have um, you know experienced people pleasing in the past, and perhaps the past is a bit further back for you. You're a bit further along in your journey with where you're at with people pleasing. But I'm curious. What was your personal experience with people pleasing? You know, were you, where are you at with your, on your journey of recovery? Yeah. So you're right. This does feel like a long time ago to me, because this is something I've worked very hard on for a very long time is trying to put myself first so I can be my best for the people that matter to me. That doesn't mean that I don't want to please everybody. I still have that. (laughs) inner drive that I want to be liked. 
I want people to, I don't want to upset anyone. I don't want to offend anyone. And it makes me very uncomfortable to think that somebody might take me the wrong way because I've misworded something or misunderstood something. And that's always bothered me. And I do try and work on that still. And I don't think I'll ever not be working on that. But for me, it was never so much about doing things for other people that was an issue. It was more about not doing things for myself and not asking for things for myself and basically not being myself because Mm -hmm. I didn't want to offend or I didn't want to get in the way or I didn't want to ask for more. That was the people pleasing part of me that became a problem. And I think that has been a problem for like since very early childhood not wanting to cause a fuss, not wanting to take up space. Yes, yes. And I I love that you have shared that because I think there'll be a lot of people listening today who will resonate with that side of people pleasing, this not wanting to take up space to try and make yourself feel smaller and invisible so that you don't offend anyone or you don't put anybody out. Yeah. So I think I often identify people pleasing as like chasing after somebody to try and make them like you. For me, it was just try not to get in the way. And that, that was very hard. And well, it's, it's actually impossible. Like it's, (laughs) and that means because it's not possible to never be there, you constantly feel like a failure. Mm. And so acknowledging for myself, and this took, a very long time to figure out, but acknowledging for myself that I am worth space. I'm worth attention. I am worth the things that I need. I'm worth the things that I want. I'm allowed to exist. Yes, you are. Hell yes. (laughs) Yeah. And I can actually help people and make a positive impact by being myself and by looking after myself, by leading by example for the other women who are not looking after themselves or are not letting themselves be heard. And again, this is an ongoing process. It never, it's never going to stop being in my mind as something to do. But now I I try to be as authentic and that's a buzzword that bugs me, but there's no better word for it. (laughs) I know, right? I've been trying to find a better word for authenticity, but they're just well, as soon as we find a better word for it, that'll become the buzzword and we'll all be annoyed. Yeah, so let's just true. stick with it for now. Yeah. Yeah. I do try to be as authentic as I possibly can and just let the chips fall as they may. And letting go, decluttering that expectation that everyone has to like me is really freaking freeing. Yes. But you know what? They're not all going to like me. That's totally okay. And the more I live that, the more I find the people who like me for me. Mm -hmm. Amen, sister. (laughs) And that perpetuates this amazing feeling as opposed to the pretending I'm not here, trying to fit some sort of imaginary mould and people who I think like me as long as I stay there just perpetuates that feeling of trying to make myself small. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I can see how that plays out. And so you've articulated really beautifully some of the um, the symptoms of your people pleasing. And now that you have 
are kind of recovered or in recovery of that, how it's transforming your life. But I'd love you to just sort of share the in-between part. How did it hold you back? Like, yes, you were invisible and yes, you made yourself small to not be, to be seen, but how did that impact your life? What did it, did it stop you from doing anything? Oh, I, I think it held me back in so many ways, so many ways it held me back. And, you know, I, I said that I tried to make myself small and, and invisible. It didn't work. I, I was actually always a very big person. I've always been physically a very big person. I've always been loud and bossy and opinionated, which doesn't fit that idea of somebody trying to be small, but I structured myself smaller than I actually am, mm. <laughs> which I'm sure I'm, I'm hoping makes sense to some people. Oh, it would definitely, hundred percent. I always appeared bigger physically and just sort of energetically bigger than I was, but that was still smaller than I felt. Mm. And I know that I was not invisible because I was identified as this person that was this big person. I remember, and this is, you know, something I had not planned on talking about, but I remember being probably 18, at a party, you know, drinking and teenagers and all of that kind of thing. And I'd sort of had enough of stuff. I needed a break. So I went and found a quiet space and sat down for a while. And I didn't want to, like, somebody came in and I didn't want to talk. So I pretended I'd, like, fallen asleep. And I heard them sort of stick their head in, realise I was there, close the door and go, nah, there's someone in there. It's that fat Lauren chick. <gasps> and that like I didn't even know who this person was I didn't recognize the voice I have no idea who it was so somebody I didn't even know somebody who wasn't on my radar as being important in any way like would not even know their name knew me because of how big I was yeah wow so I was never going to be small and invisible never ever ever and because of that i just that that made it even more important for me to not get in the way mm. physically and energetically just not be in anyone's way take a step back be smaller mm. and because of that and because i never wanted to ask for anything because that would be making a fuss i always assumed i was alone Despite evidence to the contrary, I had friends, I had people who loved me, I had a very supportive family. I felt, I assumed I was alone. I assumed that I could only have what I could do for myself. And as a result, I very rarely got what I needed. And that's really stunting. Mm -hmm. Like you imagine a newborn or a plant or an animal that doesn't get what it needs. It's never going to thrive like that. So, yeah, it, it held me back. Yeah, sure. big time, big time. And now, look at you now being your incredible self, helping women in the world, showing up for them and sharing your gifts because you have so many to share. And thank goodness you recognised and, and probably wasn't so much a conscious um, 
oh yes, that's a people pleasing, that's what I'm doing. I am now going to change to be a non-people pleaser and please myself. Probably wasn't that connected in that um, conscious kind of choice. But there was certainly, was there a tipping point for you when you realised that you could be more and have more? Um, yeah, it definitely wasn't one particular thing. I feel like I had to learn this lesson very, very many times. Like in, in hindsight, I had to repeat that class at least five or six times, like the exact same lesson. Yeah. You know, I, I remember actually writing myself a letter maybe six years ago, maybe more because I just had a, another massive blow up with a friend. And I was like, this is exactly what I should have seen coming because I've seen the same pattern with this other person and this family member and this other person for like my whole life. How, how did I not see this coming? And I hadn't made that connection to the previous times until this one particular event and the lesson for me was that if I'm always living or behaving for someone else they're going to be surprised or even angry when I change that behavior now whether that is for me or in their best interest I'm not playing the role they want me to play anymore and shit's going to hit the fan <laughs> that's the truth <laughs> <laughs> and for me um you know, I, I often talk with, with my clients and members about Gretchen Rubin's Four Tendencies. Um, if you don't know it, look it up. It's a long discussion, but I'm an obliger, but which means, you know, very common with people pleasers, means that I will do things if other people expect me to do it. Mm-hmm. But I'm very, very prone to obliger rebellion. <laughs> Obliger rebellion is when you give and 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 and eventually you just go, fuck this, I'm out. Rage quit. Yeah. All or nothing. I'm in and I'm giving you everything and I'm not, I've just hit a wall. I'm not getting what I want and I lose it. Mm -hmm. And that's what had happened multiple times. I'd been playing the role they wanted me to play. And I could see where they were going wrong and I wanted to help them and I would do it in the gentlest possible way, or I would set them up. I would help them. I would work for them in whatever role they needed me. And then I'd say, okay, but I just need to do this for me now. And then suddenly I was the worst person in the world for protecting myself or doing something for myself because that's completely out of character for the role they had me in. And you can't, you just can't keep functioning like that, which is why these relationships ended so dramatically every time. (laughs) And then I'd find myself in the same position with a different relationship. And so, yeah, I I learned that lesson and I, I wrote myself this letter and I was like, you've seen this happen and you can be angry at these people, or you can recognize that you let this happen every time. And you can change that behavior. You need to put up some boundaries and boundaries, as you know, from our podcast, boundaries are like the most, the most listened to the most commented on our most popular episode, because boundaries are frigging hard, but so worth it. 
And I like to say that I learned that lesson and that was the last time I learned that lesson, but it came up again after that. <laughs> As it does, the universe likes to test you to make sure you've learned the lesson, right? Okay. And sometimes you can't see it coming, but I did see it coming. I watched that accident happen. I just watched it happen. But I feel like each time, once you acknowledge the lesson, each time you learn it, it's less catastrophic. Yes. You can deal with the fallout faster and more easily i i get you on that absolutely and yeah the the universe i love how it works it does send us little challenges just making sure you got that lesson but the whole the whole part of that story there that you've just shared is that you saw the pattern you repeated the pattern over and over until you realized, ah, this is a pattern. I'm now acknowledging that pattern and therefore I can do something about it because you are the author of your life. You get to choose how your life is going to roll. And if you are feeling like you are reacting to everybody else, which is tends to happen with us people pleasers, we are reacting to the needs of everyone else then you're no longer the author of your life so I love how you took back control of your life and really started to make those changes yes you're going to be triggered at times of course life happens we we can't we can't be perfect all the time (laughs) you can't avoid everyone either (laughs) you can't avoid everyone that's exactly right there are going to be triggers that um, pop up but the fact that you acknowledge them now and see them means that you can deal with them and I think that kind of answers my question where what what do you do to manage those symptoms when they come up you notice them you see the patterns and then you can yeah and boundaries yes boundaries and recognize when your boundaries have been pushed or that you've let them slack you know and for me I suppose the the best tool that I've used is that self-reflection so if I feel like something's not right like whatever it is something's not right this there's that pattern again or I've got this feeling about this person or this situation that's just kind of nagging at me I try and write it down because once I get it written down it's like that comes out of my head out of the darkness and into the light where I can see it clearly and when I can see it clearly I can analyze it and it doesn't have to be like hours of sitting over the words and trying to figure out what I really meant by that it's just see it or hear it you know speak to someone and you can go that's not actually real Mm. that doesn't really make sense there's no logic there or I've seen this before yes yes what do I need to do which boundaries do I need to tighten up a little bit here you know maybe it means uh, having an exit strategy avoiding a particular personal situation or outsourcing or whatever you need to do to protect yourself without building a wall without blocking yourself off and trying to make yourself small again that's exactly right because we don't want to um you know hide behind the wall and not come out and 
be with people we're humans it's part of our existence is to connect with other humans and so having those boundaries is not not putting a wall up having those boundaries is protecting yourself so that you can be the very best version of you which is what we started off talking about is putting yourself first taking care of you so that you can like I like to say give from a full cup like have the overflow people get the cream they get the best of you instead of what's left of you which is usually the dregs right we don't want that we don't want that so is there anything else Lauren that you can share with us that will help our listeners to really understand where they're at on their people pleasing journey maybe you've got you know a final little piece that you can share a funny story or anything that's happened to you that um will really help our uh, listeners to understand where they're at on their journey and what they can do to move forward. I wish I had something funny for you, but I don't today. (laughs) (laughs) I think for for me, always in any aspect, and this comes up so often with my decluttering, if something's not working, it doesn't mean that you're bad at it. It means that's not the way that works for you. There is always another way. So you have to do what works for you for now. And the bottom line is that people who take advantage of people pleasers don't want you to look after yourself. People who don't like you when you're looking when you're looking after yourself don't actually like you. They like your attention or your service. But when you're looking after yourself and you're being your best self and you're being your true self in a way that feels good deep down you feel good about who you are the people who like you then like you yes 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 that is so so true the people who like you who see you who appreciate you want you to be your best version of yourself and that means they will support you to take care of yourself yeah if they're not liking you when you're being your best self, then what were they liking? They were liking the role you were playing for them. Exactly, exactly. And I love that. What a beautiful way to finish. Thank you so much for sharing that. Oh, no, not finished. No, we're not finished yet. Sorry. <laughs> what a beautiful way to wrap that up because I want to hear about how you can help people, women in particular, who may be you know, struggling with all this clutter because I know you've got a beautiful program that has that word simplicity in it to help us simplify our lives tell us about that because I think there are going to be people who would resonate with what you are doing and be ready for the support that you're willing to give so tell us how they can do that sure so the the program you're talking about is my simplicity membership it's called simplicity with Lauren Windsor and it is a membership it's a monthly subscription you get a unit of the simplicity course as well as a community so we've got a private closed facebook community we have monthly live zoom calls that are just like this they're actually completely unstructured discussions with the members of the group and myself to go through whatever comes up and it's called simplicity not specifically about decluttering because we don't do checklists about what you know, how many cups you need in the kitchen or how many T-shirts is too many for your kids or anything like that. It's about self-reflection, learning about what works for you and trying different strategies. I have decades of research in my head about different strategies that may work for you. And if they don't, we find the next one that does. Mm. 
so that's the membership which is also in progress to be a standalone diy course if you're not ready to be part of a community but i also do one-on-one -on -one and in person if you're around the canberra region so there will be links i assume lisa but yes, otherwise yeah. yes yeah so there's like i said there's no one way to do it there's no one size fits all in anything so i have multiple ways to help depending on what works for you i love that i love that and there is there's there is a way there is a way that works for you and sometimes having that um having that support person having that guide can really help you to find the ways that work for you because there is literally so much information out there on the webs interwebs and books and resources available so thank you lauren yes your um all the links will be in the show notes i'm even going to add a couple of links to our lisa and um, life lessons with lisa and lauren podcast to our boundaries um mm. podcast that we did i think that would be really valuable for our listeners to tune into oh. as well as the i talked about recently the um the self-reflection as a tool so there's also another podcast on the people pleasers anonymous that will be helpful to go with that that we've talked about today and of course the link to the simplicity membership yes is going in the show notes lauren thank you so much for being a guest on my podcast today it's been an absolute honor i love hanging out with you we have such awesome conversations and by all means come over and follow us at um life lessons with lisa and lauren we've got an instagram page as well so we can do all of the things we've got podcasts going everywhere so thank you my friend is there any last words that you wanted to share Oh, I think that's probably me covered, but thank you again so much, Lisa, for having me and giving me another opportunity to, to share. Yes, it's been an absolute honour. Thank you for your time today. And I look forward to hearing from our listeners. What is the takeaway from today? Is there something that Lauren has said that's really like tweaked your interest and you want to know more? Reach out to us both. I'll, I'll put the, um, our social tags in um, so you can also reach out to us there. All right, gorgeous. Thank you, Lauren. Thanks, thanks Lisa. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Bye for now. Thank <laughs> you.